Welcome back, guys. Hope you all are doing well. Thanks again for listening. I apologize once again for the long delay in adding this next episode. As I mentioned, I have a lot going on. As I work, I'm doing school, and now I'm trying to start a business. Um, So, have any of you ever felt like something you're doing is not necessarily what you're supposed to be doing? Well, I'm going to level with you. When I started this, I was so excited that I had a way of making an impact to help people. When life got busy, I started to question whether what I was doing was making a difference and began to feel a bit let down for a while. I'm sure we have all felt this way at times, but I want to encourage you the same way that God encouraged me. Take your mind off of yourself. Don't look at it from a sense of how many people follow or like your posts or your Instagram. Think of others as more important than yourself. That does not mean that you're not important. It means living to consider the needs of others and do all you can to help others instead of always worrying about yourself. If you are so focused on helping others, you won't be able to find time to worry about you. You take the worry out of your life by doing this. You take care of the needs of others and God takes care of your needs. This is a much easier way to live. I encourage you to not worry about quantity, but quality when it comes to people. I don't care if you change one person's life or a thousand people's lives. Be faithful where you are. Continue to do all you can to help people. And remember, if you impacted one person your entire life and changed their life forever, it was totally worth it. So enjoy today's episode. Use what's in your hand. So some of you might be familiar with the story of Moses. It's found in uh, Exodus. And this is, uh, in, in our records, one of the greatest miracles in the history of the world. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. The parting of the Red Sea. Let me go back a bit, though. Uh, did you know Moses was asked by God to go do things that he believed he would never be able to do? God spoke to him saying, I'm going to use you to free my people from slavery in Egypt. He immediately began to say to God, I accidentally killed a guy. I don't know. I don't do well at this sort of thing. He said, I'm not good enough. God said, I will be with you and we will do it together. This is a picture of his grace. God said, take what's in your hand, your staff, and I'm going to do miracles through it. Long story short, he saved all the slaves in Egypt with the help of God. He was able to do things he never could have done on his own. Now, let's go back to the Red Sea. Moses was now faced with the biggest challenge. Now that they were out of Egypt, he had to get thousands of slaves across the Red Sea. He asked God, how are we going to do this? He said, use what's in your hand, the staff, and raise it to heaven. When Moses did this, the entire sea split down the middle till all of these slaves were across, including himself. What's in your hand to use that God has given you? Now that we have learned who we are and whose we are, 
we need to understand our greatest desire should be that all would come to know the same truth of who they are and whose they are. It is in our DNA to feel this way, for it is the heart of our Father. Now that we are made new in Christ, our conscience will no longer let us speak of useless things. It will let us speak only the truth. As mentioned in the previous episode, our old selfish nature tries to get us to focus on ourselves and our own opinion. The Word of God teaches us to not think we are wise by our own opinions. It is only God's opinion that is wise. His opinion is the only opinion that matters. It is the truth. And His Word says that once we know and understand His truth, we are truly free. The conscience of our new nature does not seek its own way, but instead, what way can we bless others? If God's word says, they shall know the truth and it shall set them free, what do you suppose is the enemy's ultimate goal? It is to keep all from knowing the truth. Once we know the truth, we're free. This is why it must be our greatest desire to show others this truth. God has never failed to fulfill all his promises to us, nor will he ever. It is just not in his character to do so. Just as God has remained true to who he is, we must do the same. It is our true nature to fulfill God's purpose for each of us. If our conscience being molded by his spirit living in us can no longer speak anything but the truth, how much more will it be impossible for God of all truth to speak anything false? God is love and love never fails. He did not fail us. Let's not fail him. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, God gave us gifts and abilities that he created us to use in some way or another for his ultimate plan, that all should know the truth and be saved. Not one of us is left out of his plan, and all of us have something special inside us that only we can do. Here's one example of God predestining each of us for his ultimate plan. For all of us to come to know him. Rebecca, the mother of Jacob and Esau. In this, uh, it's found in Genesis. Uh, even before her two sons were born, God said, the older one will serve the younger one. Neither one had ever had a chance yet to do right or wrong, which only further proves God calls each one, not according to whether or not you are perfect and have never made mistakes or on any basis of your works, but he calls us only according to his divine purpose, each one having a specific and special place, not one being left out of his plan. In this case, God being all-knowing, he knew the decision Esau would make to give up his blessing to his brother, and in doing so, by his own free will, put himself under his brother. God knows the mistakes we were going to make before we make them, but designed our paths in such a way that he would use the things we see as mistakes to lead us to our calling and purpose. God turns everything around for his good. Now, through our experiences, good or bad, they teach us how to help others who might be going through what we went through. It's easy to say, I'm sorry you're going through that. It's another thing entirely to say, I know exactly what it feels like to go through what you're going through. I've been there. The best message you may ever speak to someone is relatability. It's the power of our testimony. It gives us empathy for other situations instead of just sympathy. Then you are able to relate to them on a whole new level and they can look to you as an older brother or sister. In their 
life to help them through their painful experiences. If you never made those mistakes, you would not have learned the lessons to help you with your purpose for what God has destined you to do. We are all called to help others. Find the love of God. We've, the same love that we found. Not one person's purpose is more significant than another. If one of us is out of place, it causes the rest to be held back from reaching their full potential. God does not pick favorites. He is not a selector of persons, good or bad, but he has shaped us exactly as he planned and God cannot make mistakes. He has said to us, he will be merciful to whomever he chooses and show compassion to whomever he chooses. One may seem better fit than another or think they deserve it more. God often chooses the least expected and most unqualified to do his work because the more impossible the situation seems, the more glory he receives when the seemingly impossible becomes possible. If God called you to do something, he will give you all the strength and power and understanding of how to do it. God has never failed and he won't start with you or your purpose. God wants you to succeed more than you want to succeed because he sees the bigger picture you can't see. The picture of how much of an impact you are going to make and how many people will be blessed because of you walking out your purpose. No matter how bad you may want something, if it is not in his plan, it will not have his favor upon it for you. It is solely determined on God's kindness and mercy to make your specific call he designed for you to happen. God will give you the desires in your heart, but first you have to align your desires with his. God will even use people who refuse to listen to him like he did Pharaoh and use them to demonstrate his miracle power. Not one person is in authority or, or a position that they're in without his say-so. Which is why we respect the rulers God has appointed over us, because even if we don't agree with them, we still submit because we know God's working all things out for his good. And who are we to question him or think we as simple-minded beings could ever mention something to God he has not already thought of? It makes no sense. God is the potter. We are the clay. He molds each one of us into whatever he designs us to be. We see our flaws as problems. He sees them as unique personality shapers that make us perfect for what he called us to do. Don't try to change yourself to be what others want to make you into. Learn to appreciate your little quirks as uniquely designed by God. How do you think it makes God feel when we don't like something about ourselves? It hurts him knowing he made you that way on purpose. The truth is, you don't really dislike things about yourself until you listen to the opinions of others. Others have their opinion of what is normal to them, and they want you to fit into their normal. But only God can define normal, and he chose not to. He made all so unique. It's, it's really amazing if you think about it. Let's, let's put it this way. If you are a quiet person, you like peace and quiet. But get around a loud person and you try to get that person to be more quiet. There's nothing wrong with being a loud person if you're around loud people. But because we are not hanging out with the right people, we let them define us. Letting others define you limits you to be whatever they make you. Letting God show you how much he appreciates you. Just being you. 
and learning to love yourself unlocks unlimited potential. Learn to love who you are. God loves you just the way you are, and he is the highest standard, so maybe you should follow his example in loving you. You would never see a lump of clay ever say to its potter, why have you made me this way? So why do we? We cannot tell God how we should or how he should have made us or deny the right to the potter to make whatever is in his mind to make. He has the right to make a vase out of the same clay used to make an ordinary jar, but yet both have a unique purpose. One cannot do what the other was designed to do, and it is the same for us. We are the body of Christ, knit together, woven in place by his hand, and how can an eye hear or an ear see, yet the body is lost one without the other? So don't try to be an eye if you're meant to be an ear. Otherwise, you've got a body that's got, it, it's, de, it's deformed. So not only does he have the right to make us how he wants, but to reveal all he has destined us to possess. The wealth of his glory to all his vessels, big or small, dark or light, he has destined us all before the beginning of time to receive his glory and all his inheritance along the way. This is the truth I'm talking about. People need to know they have a Father in Heaven who loves them and wants to share his whole inheritance with his children. He has even said to those in the world who were thought not to be his people, he says to them, you are mine. And to those who have never experienced his love, he says to them, you are my darling child whom I love dearly. The world tells them you are a nobody and have, and that you have no purpose. We are here to remind them that in the place they were rejected and named worthless, he was crying out their real name. He says, I call you my child. You are a child of the Lord Most High. You are now kings and queens in my eyes. What the world said to you are lies. I call you my beloved children. God actually said it will be easier for those not pursuing him and his righteousness to receive it by faith because they have gotten to a point in life where they are out of options. The religious, the ones who think they have understood and received God, the, the, the people who think they're better than everybody else, they have not because they are pursuing righteousness by trying to be perfect, which is impossible by our own works. They are the ones only concerned in helping themselves. Let's not be like them. They choose to have faith in their own ability and strength, which God rejects. This is a prideful attitude. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble, his word says. These kind of people are more concerned with a following, a likes on Instagram, things that feed their need for attention instead of paying attention to the real need for the world to know him and live the life he destined them to live a life full of joy and prosperity. More people need to turn from their works, recognize righteousness can never be seized this way. And don't be offended that you cannot achieve it on your own, for this is this will only hinder you even more. Accept the free gift of his grace through faith, not by your own works, and you will no longer stumble in your condemnation and shame. The truth is God. God is the rock of salvation. You can choose to make him the rock of your foundation or the rock of your offense that keeps you stumbling due to your pride and selfishness. 
God made life impossible to achieve on our own strength for a reason. So no man could ever say he is better than another or have any reason to boast and put others down, thinking of himself more superior. He loves all his children equally. We need to love all our brothers and sisters equally as well. Whether or not they see themselves as our brothers or sisters, yet, in fact, let this be the driving force we live by. Loving people enough to let them know, no matter how this world has treated them, they have a family with us and God who loves them dearly. I encourage you, regardless of your shortcomings, your insecurities, weaknesses, background, all you have been through, and all your mistakes, figure out where your Egypt might be. Go there with what God has given you, what's in your hand, metaphorically speaking, and use it knowing you are not alone. His grace will help you do all he called you to do to help free others in their Egypt. This could be your workplace, your school, your uh, community. That might be your Egypt. And God put something uniquely inside of you that only you can do. And if you're not doing what God called you to do, other people are missing out because he put such an important purpose inside of you that if, if we're not all doing what God's called us to do, then we're, we're like someone who's crippled. It's like someone who uh, is missing a leg. You might be that leg. So please figure out what God's telling you to do, what he's placed inside you, the desire to help people, and use that. Use what's in your hand. I love you guys. Thanks again for listening. Hope this has been encouraging, maybe even challenging to grow you in some way. Have a blessed day. Catch you next time.